Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 138 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk, a movie podcast with your friends here from South Australia, who uh, we're in 2022 now, as much as it might look like we're in uh, two years ago. Uh, I'm Braden. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Michael. Hello. The wonderful Alex. Hi. The wonderful Christian. Hello. (laughs) And joining us from actual isolation, Steph. Hello. You guys. Steph, what's up with you? What are you? What are are you doing? I got the COVID. You got the. You got got the the big one. The big one. I thought I had it. Then I tested negative. But on my way to get tested, I caught it with someone else that I was testing with. So. Big 2020. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So we were all close contacts with someone, thought that we were, like, we were all going to get tested together. And then just wow. being in the car with another positive case, I, my test came back negative, but developed symptoms since then, retested, and then I was positive. So, yeah. God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is a roller coaster. Roller coaster. Um, but it's all right. And we've lost Alex. Text came through. <laughs> At 11.30 p.m. New Year's Eve. My, the way I my see fans it, on. I, I thought that might fucking... that might make noise. <laughs> this is this is an excellent start to the year. I just want to say that. We're leaving it all oh, the Zoom episodes. The, the Zoom. On, honestly, well. can I be honest? The Zoom episodes have such a better energy. They're a strange energy. I'll give it that. It's, it's very way strange. more casual. Right. Everyone's in their natural environments and things happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a threat, Chris. <laughs> Especially with a little tilt forward. Yeah, I love it. Um, now, Alex, do, do we want to go straight into our first section that we want to talk about this week, which is last year? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm. I had to turn the fan off, but it's still very hot in here because <laughs> I'm upstairs. So I'm messaging to turn the aircon on. Anyway, this is Zoom, and we're here, and let's talk about our top tens of last year. Oh, hmm. bit of rhyme, I spat. You know, <laughs> bit of freestyle. God damn. I love it. Who who wants to start? I'll start because I'm always the most annoying with this. So I'll get my spiel out and then I'll let everyone else talk. I love it. Is All that right. fair? That's um, it. So, I, so I have five honourable mentions <laughs> just before. <laughs> just for, In no particular order, my five honourable mentions are No Time to Die, The Dry, Encanto, Raya, and King Richard. Ooh, okay. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so coming in at number 10, this is still a work in progress. No, it's not. It's Sandstone <laughs> now. Uh, number 10 is the Suicide Squad. Uh, there's not much else to say. It's probably the best, super, second best superhero to come out, a movie to come out uh, last year. Um, like that movie. <laughs> number nine is Power of the Dog. Um, we'll talk, we, we can talk about that a bit later, but that's that hinges on like one performance. That's just so incredible. Mm. And I do like the rest of the film. Uh, number eight was A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, that was like number two, three on my list for so long, but so many other movies came out. Um, uh, number seven is The Last Jewel, uh, the heavily underrated, underappreciated. Um, that, that film is fantastic and it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Number six, Christian's Gonna Kill Me, but it's June. Uh, <laughs> what else is to say about June? <laughs> That's already been uh, said. It's, it's, it's awesome. I can't wait to see Part 2. Number five, the goat himself had the biggest year ever. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, what a great musical. Uh, at number four is a movie I literally just finished watching. It is The Green Knight with Deb Patel. Damn. Uh, that movie is so freaking good. And uh, throughout watching it, I was like, oh, I bet you this happened. I bet you, like, I was trying to guess, like, twists and stuff. And, like, I guess this twist that a character was secretly another character. And in the movie... It, it didn't that didn't end up happening, but in the actual tale, it does happen oh. in the actual book. So um, they so, subverted they subverted the original, but you picked yeah. up on what the original would have been. Yeah, wow. so that was really interesting. Oh, so I think the people that had seen the original into thinking that was how it was going to go. Yeah, I mm. just love that. I thought I thought the cinematography. Chris was Chris and I briefly spoke earlier about it. The cinematography is some of the best I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I need to revisit this movie, but just from the what I saw, I was like blown away. There's a shot when he first sets out on his journey, and it's a long shot of him on his horse. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I it's do keep seeing this on Amazon, and I do keep meaning to like watch it. It's just a tale like, and a journey. It's so it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is probably uh, if I was to say like it's the best. It is the best film I saw this year. 
Mm. Um, and uh, the only the only other two that beat it are the most important film this year and the most fun I've had in a film this year. Uh, but the best film I saw this year coming in number three is Nine Days. Uh, no movie affected me like uh, any of these others on this list, except for maybe one of them. Uh, number two, Spider-Man No Way Home. We all love oh, yeah. it. I'm sure it's going to appear in every other list here tonight. Uh, and oh, yeah. number one, I'm sure will be high up on everyone's list, is Don't Look Up, the most important film mm. of the year. Very nice. There's yeah. Very nice. I love there the, uh, I love the uh, last minute edition of The Green Knight there. That's fascinating. Number four, yeah. Did you see my review for Green Knight? It's one I of did. my favorite reviews I've done. Did you write a review? I need to read that. It would take you I will say, I will give a very quick shout out to everyone. Everyone's letterboxed here. Y'all have been jumping on actual reviews lately and doing fun ones as well. And I will I highly recommend people check them out. Yeah. Do we, do we even link that in our description? I don't know if that's even it. Nah, we don't link that letterboxes. That's just for, you know, that's for, for the real fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, any volunteers <laughs> to go next or should I go next? You go, can go next. next. All right. So I think Alex has covered most of it. Um, I just want to say, preface, I've blasted through like seven or eight movies in the last two nights. So uh, a lot of these are suffering from the recency effects. I've probably missed out on a few that should have been on here. But coming at number 10, one that I was just like hot off the press, King Richard. Uh, really enjoyed that one. Number nine for me was Nine Days. Number eight was Spencer, which is the A24 psychological thriller type drama about Lady Diana. Uh, I need to watch that. Number seven was The I, Last yeah. Jewel. Sorry, what was that? I said I need to watch Spencer and Braden agreed. Yeah, for mm. sure. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised, like I said to Alex, because it's Alex did mention to me it's an A24 film, and I realised as I was watching it, the way they've done it is very, like, tilted angles, very uneasy type feeling, like it's a, like it's a horror movie almost throughout most of it, and the score is very anxiety-inducing. So it was really interesting. Number seven was The Last Jewel. Number six was Luca. Um, nice. Yeah, Luca, I watched Encanto recently and I really liked that too, but I think Luca I preferred and I thought only one, I only wanted to have one Pixar in there. Mm. Um, number five was Spider-Man. Number four was In the Heights, which was going to be pretty in much only, like it was It was higher, but I watched Tick, Tick, Boom last night and that I thought that, that deserved a spot higher up than that, both Lynn though, so, you know, uh, shout out. Big year for Lynn. Big year for Lynn. Mm. Uh, number two was June and number one was Don't Look Up. Very nice. Yes. Mm. Very nice. Lynn also did Vivo, which was not interesting. <laughs> oh, no, Were you the only Vivo. one that saw that this year? I, I'm the only one here that's seen Vivo, and it's something. I forgot about Vivo. Is it? Every, I get reminded because it's on like a Google ad, and that's about the only t- time I get reminded of that movie. I see it oh on God. buses. Is it not Weird. good? Really? On buses? On buses, you know how like uh they they advertise movies on buses and that yeah yeah yeah, yeah big big Vivo big Vivo <laughs> advertisements why Vivo it's just still sitting there that was Must, like yeah. halfway through the year wasn't it oh you see uh, it's crazy how long those things stay up and shit yeah that is mm. yeah, that's very true they are not swapping those out in any sort of reasonable amounts of time goddamn um I will fly through mine very quickly because mine is some um, basic Braden bitch shit. Um, my number 10 is In the Heights. My number nine is Encanto, which I just watched. And I really, really loved it. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. And I love the fact that there is absolutely no villain. And I, I thought they did a great job with that. Number the grandma's eight, the villain. Did you get well, that? The, gram- the grandma she's such is a bitch. She's a, a bitch. She's, a bitch. <laughs> she's not a villain. Like, you don't she's like a cow. her. But she's not the villain. Chops obviously oh, has a strong feelings. God, I love Encanto, but God, they gave us the scariest villain since Don't Look Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't say that. Don't Look Up fucked me up. Um, number eight, I don't know. My how grandma she, fucked me up. I don't know. I don't know how cheeky this is, but um, I, I wanted to give it to uh, Bo Burnham inside. Uh, I appreciate I'm, that. I appreciate I'm, that. I'm not a Bo Burnham person at all. Never been into him at all. And then inside, inside is just fucking not It's yeah. It's yeah. That's a very good shout. Um, more basic bit shit. Um, Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, number seven. Um, number six is Don't Look Up. Uh, number five is Judas and the Black Messiah. Which I really loved. Um, I thought it was really I good. Seen that? Before. I keep not thinking that's. That I keep thinking that's not a 2021 film. Oh, it, 
Honestly. Yeah, I was actually just checking trying, that. I was trying like, to go through and check, like, when films came out this last year was, like, wait, was that even last year or was that the... So what's happening? I, I always use the Oscars as a reference, but the Oscars got delayed this year so much that they included 2021 films. Yeah. Uh, like, the early ones. So that's why that always throws me off. Oh, that's weird. Like, apparently um, The Father's a 2021 film, too, and that would, like, be my number one. Yeah, goddamn. Oh, we bro. watched that last year, uh, two years ago. No, we did we take no we watched it last year oh was that like very early 2021 episodes yeah Perhaps. interesting uh number four is dune number three is tick tick boom um number two is mitchell's versus the machines which i absolutely really fucking loved that was high up on my list too yeah oh i i stand by it that film made me laugh made me cry it's wonderful animation i have a lot of animation that was sitting in my top 10 and i only after a couple changes it changed up but um yeah mitchell vs machines definitely my number two of the year and then number one is obviously spider-man because i'm me um and absolutely yeah freaking love it well it was my number two so obviously it's that fucking good oh it's that fucking good we love spider-man uh, all right Michael, oh, we all love I'll fly through. I, but like, I feel like Christian's to... quickly making his list now. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like it. I'm looking for indie films because I know there's more. The dig. Just, you like, you, you got to put the dig. I've got the dig. I've got the dig. We've got some love for the dig, but there's more. I know. We dig the I dig. Definitely, I didn't, definitely didn't see heaps. I thought I saw more than I did, and I was I'm like scrolling through, through, and I was like, mm, I didn't see as many. But uh, number 10, I got Shang-Chi. Uh, number nine, I got Encanto. Number eight, Mitchell, Mitchell's Vest Machines. Number seven, No Time to Die. Uh, number six, The Suicide Squad. Number five, A Quiet Place Part Two. Number four, Raya. Uh, I don't know. I just really like the setting. And I think right. out of all the Pixar ones I watched, that was my favorite one of the year. Yeah. It's not Pixar. Uh, well, Disney. Disney, yeah. Um, it's all the same mouse. <laughs> number three, I have Tick, Tick, Boom. Number two, I have Spider-Man. And number one, I have Don't Look Up. That film had... Done things. Done things. Okay. <laughs> Prepare, Christian. All right, Chris. You ready? All right. We're gonna. I don't think we got ten. <laughs> do you have a piece. Sorry, do you have a piece of paper? Like, I, I, my, my phone's here, so I was like, "How do I write something down?" So I got a little the old fashioned. Amazing. But there's yeah. nothing sensitive right. on so the back of that can... document, is there? Is that a government document? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a Medicare. It's a Medicare document. <laughs> Please don't show that too much on the Zoom. <laughs> Just dock yourself. I I may, I could have doxed, <laughs> I lost my glasses. I may have doxed my address there, possibly. Do, do you want me to actively try and go and blur that bit out? You can have a look. One or two frames there. <laughs> I'll be honest, maybe. the camera quality is not great, so no, I don't I, think it got picked up. It was no. probably fine. It was like this, yeah. maybe. Okay. All right. So we'll go... Number seven. This is where I'm, I'm, my list is starting. <laughs> and we're going to say The Guilty. Ooh. Oh, yep. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Very good. Uh, very yeah. much. Uh, what would you call it? Like, just him in a room. Yeah. It's a, a, bottle, like a bottle movie. One. It's a bottle movie. Bottle movie. Very good performance by him. Um, like, it, I don't think it ever shows, or it just shows... A cop car pulling up, like there's hardly any. Yeah, it's like out. a yeah. very little bit of body cam or something. That center that he's in, crazy effective. Okay, I got Judas because we all love Judas. Mm. That's number six. Big fans of Judas here. Yeah, <laughs> even though that was in last year's Oscars run, right? That's the confusion. Yeah, that, is yeah, that but the it counts. Yeah. It counts. All right, and number five, The Dig. Nice, because we all love The Dig. Love The, the Dig. dig. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but we love it. All right, number four, we got Last Jewel. Yeah. All right, number three, Sparty. Oh yeah, number two June, number one don't look up. Nothing, no surprise there. No That's surprise. actually a surprise because you were so excited for June. The fact that don't look up beat it, it's just a testament to that film. Well, mm. like I don't know, I was, I was coming from June kind of outside because like I knew the story, mm. you know, and I was trying to, mm. I was analyzing it as an adaptation of June. Whereas don't look up, I went in and out, and I was like, <laughs> so yeah, I know. Don't look up number one. I know a few of us had it even mentioned it or put it on our list, but we I'm pretty sure most of us here watched a canto over the past week. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, 
sad because I we didn't none of us got to see it in theaters because it it's was a there. Movie. And it's visually just Wait, was it was it only in there for like a short time? Yeah. I think it's still there, but as soon as we all saw it, I, came to Disney Plus, think, we kind of just went oh, and yeah. watched it there. Yeah, I think it is still in cinemas at the moment, like in the like tiny cinemas. But they didn't advertise or anything. No, not at all. I didn't all. realize it came out in the cinemas. Yeah. I no. didn't realize it came out in cinemas until I saw it on Disney Plus. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, I uh, sat down and watched it uh, the other night. And it, yeah, it it just made it into my top 10. But like, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, it was, was it was this year's Boxing Day movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very much. I think it's one of the prettiest movies I've seen. Definitely the prettiest Pixar movie that came out this year, in my opinion. Oh. It was very I pretty. The song, I actually thought the songs were pretty, like, incredible. Um, I think my favorite was Louise's song. Yeah. Uh, the Strong oh. Girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm. that was incredible. But also, we don't talk about Bruno's fantastic. Oh, such yes. a bop. And it just yeah. goes, it goes, it just keeps going. It starts when it comes to like, the shape. This is fun. When it, when it yeah, comes to when the it, shape, think it is incredible. It's so good. Yeah, it was great. And the, the visual style they did for that where he... He is straight up just like shape shifting within like a couple frames of the animation. Yeah. So it just is so fluid and quick. They can have so much fun with it. Um, yeah. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought the whole cast were fantastic as well. And that the the little kid is so lovable. Oh my god. Have you yeah. seen the photo of like this family watching it and their youngest child looks exactly like the kid <gasps> and he's no. just standing oh, really? next to it? And it, oh my god. It's, yeah, it's so good. That's great. Yeah, but that movie's awesome. I yeah. I really love that movie. I uh, loved it. I think Michaela's favorite character was the house, um, because the house is very lovable in that film as well. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was great fun. Uh, yeah. What else have people been watching recently? Oh God! All right. Here we go. I got two. Shall we get two the- big things? Two big things I watched over the over the break. Um, here's one of them. We'll start with uh, with uh, all of these. Yes. <laughs> Three. Yeah. And then one more. Oh. Because. Because in anticipation, the new one came out. And uh, I want to quickly talk about this one right here out of everything. This is uh, Revolutions. The third this one. This is meant to I'm be the bad one. one. The third one being... I love this. This is arguably... <laughs> this is my favourite one, except for one, of course. But this is my next favourite. This movie was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. You know what? When I was little, I was like, chuck in the third one, go to the machines fighting the humans. That was the moment. Like... It yeah. was Plot story. Don't need that. Oh, Don't need that but, but here's the thing, Christian. I didn't hate the story. I really liked how everything <laughs> wrapped up and they did everything. Okay, wait. No, you can't have liked Keanu on the train. Oh, that was Neo fine. on the train. No, the train goes for too long. Every time I put that movie on and we get to Neo in the train, I'm like, here we go. The, uh, this, this scene somehow goes, this sequence goes for longer than the entire movie somehow. The biggest issue for me was um, like the third one really starts to push it with all the religious shit. Oh really? Yeah. Even the yeah. second one pushes it a little bit with um the 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 man that's meant to be the devil, the French yep. guy. Uh, um, but look, the second one's like yeah. a sick action film. Um, yeah. Oh, like the action the, in the second one is great. The fight in the house with all the weapons is awesome. Mm. Uh, that's oh yes. yeah. That, yeah, that's such a it's sick a, fight. Like medieval weapon. Yeah, that's awesome. And then um yeah, and then and they get guns. He's still a little stuffy on them. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um. But of course, yeah. I, I actually number three surprised surprised me heaps, especially with how violent they are. They're only M, but number three, some guy in a mech machine gets cut the shit up, and that's so graphic. Well, there's definitely mm-hmm. like uh, sentinel arms going through someone's chest or something. Yeah, like from behind. There's like very yeah. But it all led. It all led somewhere. <laughs> it led to maybe my my favorite. I didn't see it in theaters because uh, unfortunately. COVID. Um, yep. But my God, the Matrix Resurrections is a ride. <laughs> that, um, that is not positive that's or negative. It, it, I'm it, very intrigued to hear your thoughts. Same. It's a, look, is it a good film? It's not. It really <laughs> isn't. But the first 45 minutes may be the most. I, was, I didn't know what was going on for the first 45 minutes of that movie. Um, you, it's basically the first 45 minutes is basically um, the first film. Yep. Um, in the terms of it's they literally show you the first film. Um, oh, yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Um, like the stuff I really did love about it was all the real world stuff, like seeing how um, they the peace happened with the machines and the humans, and how the war kind of crept in and started again. 
and uh, I really liked all the things they did in the real world. But uh, in terms of the Matrix and the villains, like I love Jonathan Groff, but who the hell chose him to replace Hugo Weaving as the new Anderson? Because it, it, it doesn't seemed, work. It seemed like they sort of just hit a current popularity white guy generator and hit shuffle on all these different actors who have been oh, in a bunch of stuff that. recently. They did that with uh, they did they had the black man generator too because the guy that plays Morpheus, my goodness, was he also just not needed to be in the film? Oh, really? <sighs> it didn't feel like the character Morpheus was on screen. Right. Like it, it was like it was a new character, not new actor. Like it didn't feel it, like Morpheus. it felt like someone yeah. got like told they were Morpheus and they were like, "Well, I'm Morpheus now." Guess I'm Morpheus then. Yeah. It, it wasn't Morpheus. Mm. No. It didn't feel like the same character in any way. Well, Chris, um, I, I hope you know that Morpheus did canonically die in the Matrix online MMO game. He's dead in the real life, by the way. Morpheus in the <laughs> Matrix Resurrections is a computer program that uh, Neo made while he was in the new Matrix. Yep. Yeah, and mm. Neo made him be Morpheus uh, yeah, in a mode. In model, yep, that makes yeah. sense. In, if we quickly spoil it, like the way that the first 45 <laughs> minutes is set up is that the mate, there's a new Matrix, obviously. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves is back as Mr. Anderson, uh, Thomas Anderson. Mm. He is a. But how did they trick Keanu into forgetting, into getting him back into this world, Alex? <laughs> well, they, I don't know, but they did tell him. But, but he is a software developer, computer, like he's a game maker and he made the Matrix trilogy game. The Matrix movies exist as video games in this world and he's a creator. Yeah. So the. The machines have put Neo back in the Matrix and the way they've made him, tricked him into thinking of the real world is that all his memories of the original three movies are video games that he made because he's a develop software developer. Oh, that's some Ubisoft shit. Oh, man. But, yeah, and I didn't mind that. That's, I like, I like that, that too. That's wild. I'm, but I'm yeah, so here it, for that. It's it's so just like nothing I thought like, it would be. Yeah, that was a legitimate way that Neo could have been back in, like, they've put him back in there. He's just living his everyday life, mm. like, you know, logging in and, and yeah, making games. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah, and and he has memories and he's like, it doesn't make sense. The world's not real. Much like in the first one, how, you know, there's something yeah. wrong, but he's not sure. And I thought that way of bringing him back to that spot and then when he wakes up again and having that awakening moment. Second half of the film... <laughs> Alex <laughs> the real world what did you mean? so the real world stuff I still love um I think bringing Niobe back was awful because even she looked weird with the prosthetics I had how did she age so much and Neo didn't yeah, I don't know I uh, I was like wait was she 20 years older than Keanu yes. Reeves in I the think first I think Neo and Trinity didn't age because of what the machines were doing to them I think that's how they explained it okay um, right because also oh. Neo has a sight back now um yep so yeah that's true okay that makes sense so that's in the that, but i form. thought no she just didn't work in the role and i didn't need i really could have just used another character uh talking about new characters though bugs is the best addition mm. to the movie um bugs is yeah. awesome she's like kind of meant to be the new she's probably the the main out of all the new characters she has the most to do and she's awesome she's the one in the trailers with the blue hair i was um, i just okay. googled it to see if it was her yeah yeah, yeah awesome. so she, she's cool. actually yeah. awesome on the Naomi point, like, I, I, didn't, I don't know if her as an actor was an issue. It was more like the character in general didn't instill any, like, plight of the humans no, in me. No, to, you know, to me, kind of the other one. it was literally she was a carbon copy of the guy from Reloaded and Resurrections that didn't want them flying, the, like, going out and doing shit. Right, okay. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, what she I was. I see what you mean. Um, but uh, in terms of, like, the big reveal of the main villain of the film, truly bad. Okay, Smith has no energy in this movie. Smith, right? There's there's no Smith presence. I'm sorry. Can like we... the character is supposedly there, but it's just not. Yeah. Can that, we spoil the main villain? Like Does anyone care? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Neil Patrick Harris, who was his therapist, uh, who was uh, his therapist in the Matrix, he's the, the what's he called? The analyst, and he created the he's new like Matrix. He's like the architect. Yeah, he's like the architect. Okay, the and he yeah, he right. is. So the program. it just doesn't work because he's oh. bringing a level of this performance that just, it doesn't, it's not working with everything else. And is he sort of like he, overacting he, in the role? Yeah. Or? Uh, 
he he has one line um, where he's like angrily like uh, uh, destroy them when his plan's not going right, and it's it's just like really is like oh that's not a program like speaking in the Matrix like it just I, I don't know. I thought the swarm mode was cool. How all the bodies just start leaping out of the buildings at the end. I thought that yeah. was cool. Yeah, that was like that was a little saving grace. Yeah. in the end, it was like okay, that's a cool concept. They did that yeah. all right. The whole movie's just I love. They they try to make it a love story between Neo and Trinity, and like Neo's got to save Trinity from the machines in the real world, but they also right. got to save a conscious from the new Matrix. And yeah. um, Trinity didn't hit for me. She wasn't just barely in it. Oh yeah. And, and then yeah. when the ending happens for me, it was just like. Okay, yeah, yeah, because she's like, she's got what? all the power now in the new one. It was like okay, yeah. okay. Look, overall, it was very disappointing, but I'm still gonna watch it when I watch them all again. How how <laughs> is the action and the CG and all that? Like, is so actually there's, there's one memorable action fight for me, and even the and it doesn't touch even anything in any even the, anything in the third film mm. where it, it's just a fight between New Anderson and Neo in like a basement uh, halfway through the film. Uh, it's when the Marovigian rocks up as an old homeless man too, um, and it just it like it's good. It's a good action scene, but like it's good in terms of uh, it's just well filmed. Like, there's nothing yeah. really cool about it, like any like the old Matrix mm. films. Yeah, yeah. I felt the fighting, like in general, the choreography, it was like pretty basic in terms of how movies go these days. Yeah, but I felt Keanu felt really slow too. But not much actually happening. Whereas I was rewatching Matrix One, the Smith versus Neo fight, mm-hmm. and I was like, this choreography is interesting. Like, it's not just quick cuts and bang, yeah. bang, bang. Like, it, you're watching it, and you can like, it's got a coolness to it. Didn't it? Didn't have any of that. Like, I could see the contrast so heavily when I rewatched the first one. That's yeah. fair enough. But yeah, like yeah. I said, I got to re- cool. I, I, I got to watch all of them, uh, and I, I was really thankful that the new one came out because it gave me a reason to watch the other two, and I really enjoyed them. I'm glad. I'm glad you went back and watched them and enjoyed them. I, I, yeah. I'm. I'm glad you finally got around to it. So something else mm. came out because I'm not sure if anyone here has even started watching it. No, I've been watching something else. So I do need to jump on it as quick as I can. It's Cobra Kai season four. It's out. That this is the first season produced by Netflix. Um, they only Ooh. acquired season three last time and they distributed it. Yeah. Um, and it, it. I was nervous too, but I can thankfully say every issue I had in season three. Well, they fixed it in season four and it was, they didn't do it again. And my favorite thing in the world is they made the Karate Kid 3 relevant. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because the guy from that comes back, doesn't he? Terry Silver, the oh. man himself. This evil guy right here. You can, you can see him grinning. There he is. Oh, there, my he is. God. there he is. He is a, a multi-millionaire who dumps toxic waste. Um, he huh. is he is a part owner of Cobra Kai with John Kreese. So, could you quickly explain the Karate Kid Three? It's wild. Uh, Kreese is at rock bottom and he just wants to like torture Daniel Larusso because he's Daniel Larusso. He, him and uh, Miyagi took everything away from them, and he yeah, and yeah, and he goes to um he goes to Terry Silver, who was a former member of Cobra Kai, and they set up. They give him backstory in season three that like him and Chris were in the army together. That doesn't really matter in number three though, because um, Terry he Terry Silver says, "Hey, I'm gonna go to Daniel. Say I'm an instructor for Cobra Kai. I'm not like Chris. I look, I want to help you train and be better because Mister Miyagi doesn't want Daniel to fight in tournaments anymore because he doesn't think it's any good for him. So Daniel goes, screw that. I want to fight in the tournament. This guy's gonna train me and I'll be a Cobra Kai, but like not under Chris because it's good Cobra Kai now." And and this millionaire tortures Daniel LaRusso, makes him aggressive and angry, and then just like it's so weird, but it's amazing because this the actor that plays Terry Silver is just like so over the top. There's scenes with him in this big Scarface bathtub with a cigar laughing. Um and of course now coming into Cobra Kai, when you bring him in season four as a villain. We have to address the elephant in the room. This guy was a maniac last time we saw him, and they literally just explain it by him going, "Yeah, look, I was so high on cocaine that I spent months torturing a teenage kid." He goes, "There's nothing normal about that," and like they explain it like that, and it's just like okay, because when they do it, they flash back to all the weird shit in Karate Kid Three. Oh my god! And uh, yeah, look, uh, this this season Terry Silver alone takes a mantle of best villain in Cobra Kai. We didn't think they could do that from Crease, but they goddamn did it. Um, he's incredible. 
Um, I'm very excited to jump on this. Back to the second one. Pardon? Are the flashbacks like in the earlier season when they flash back to the second one a lot? No, in this they do it. I, I think season three and season four have really done it well um, because there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't have seen two and three. So yeah, that, like I'm some, definitely one of them. So yeah. some of that is important, but like uh, I, this, this is probably my favorite season of the show so far. It just really worked well. Um, and I, I really, I was saying before going into it that I wanted this to be the last season just because how they ended season three. But to see where they ended this and where they're going, bring on season five and six and seven and eight and nine and ten. Ooh. I don't care. I don't Ooh. care. Just okay. keep going. Did you finish the whole show or is it week by week release? No, nah, it's binged. I watched it in one sitting. Oh, okay. wow. Very nice. Yeah. One sitting, my God. Very nice. It's it, Yeah, it's awesome. And they give, they, it's like they give so much. It's like Ted Lasso when you think there's characters that you can't love and then you start to love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's... That is literally the reason I haven't gotten on Cobra Kai yet because I finally got around to watching Ted Lasso. Everyone's and watching almost, Ted Lasso now. I've all I've think maybe I got two or three episodes left, and I started three days ago. Damn, they like very nice. Those are the rookie good. numbers. You got to pump them up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep not having great amount of sleep because I'm like, oh, one more episode, one more episode. I'm getting too into. Oh, I'm really into this show, like. I don't like. I can't. I don't think there's anything else I could say. Like, like apart from like anything you guys have already said. I'm across multiple episodes. Like, Ted. Like, I love Ted. Like, I just like you can't find like a fault with him. He's just such a nice person. Um, and like all the footballers, like it's it's great to see them. Like, you know, give them like character and stuff instead of saying, "Oh, they're just these pro athletes." Sort of. Yeah. I don't really know much of what else to say, really. You can, like, they've already talked about it heaps, so yeah, that's all uh, I've been watching. So as soon as I finish the last few episodes, I'm going to jump onto Cobra Kai. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I want to I thank our incredible Patreons who support us um, for doing this show um, at patreon.com slash Talk. I want to thank Jai Perry. Ooh. Jai, hey, Jai. Love you, Jai. There it is. Wow, there's such a lag on that. <laughs> on the couch. Okay, fair enough. That's that's a special Patreon tier. Um, but you can support us. You can check us a buck or two, and you can help make the show happen. Um, help make it better and better as we one day get back to being in person and actually using all the equipment that we have. <laughs> Go, Chris. Hopefully. Um, can I talk about one thing too, by the way, that quickly came that was on TV? Not on TV, it came out on Binge on or HBO TV. Max, wherever you live. Um, mm-hmm. The Harry Potter reunion. Oh, ah, yeah. uh, yes. I don't want any spoilers though, because I haven't seen it's it. It's not yet. like a movie, you can't really spoil it. Yeah, but you can like, spoil like, the Friends reunion. I don't want to spoil the Friends, but you know. Well, the friends, well, well, let me what talk about this. What, what was there to spoil in yeah, the Friends reunion? It's like, like oh, they're all grown up. Oh, 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 I'm going to be honest. If you think this is like the Friends. I'm going to be honest. I thought the Friends reunion was shit. The French reunion was really awkward and awful. We had James Corden being really weird on oh, the couch, and, that, and you could tell that. none of the actors were in it. And then the actors came out after, and they said the only part of that thing we enjoyed was um was the opening where they all got to talk to each other and go back to the set. Yeah, and like and you, they, you can none tell of them because that's, good time. that's the that's the only really good bit. Yeah, um, all the James so, Corden stuff was shit. I'm just want to watch that see the train wreck now. Um, it's really weird. They get like. Famous people to come and catwalk some of the yeah the costumes from the show like Justin weird. Bieber and all that, and then it's a weird vibe. It's, it's bad. Weird. It's not very good. It's not what I thought it was no, at all. So but the Harry, may I say though, the Harry Potter reunion is handled perfectly. It's you don't have a host. They're not even all just in one room together. It's a lot of um. You see, you see a few reunions of people like meeting each other again since everything's happening, and like they they split it into four chapters and they put two films in each chapter. Um, mm. so like, and they talk to the directors of each of the film and the guys and what like how you, they approach this one, and then you got to like learn from the actors of like they talk about how number four, all of them were on the height of their hormones, um, <laughs> and all that, and uh, yeah, so. I didn't. I have so much more respect for Chris Columbus, though, after hearing him talk about the first two films, because he had to carry this all on his shoulders. 
because if if those first two if that first film didn't work this whole thing wouldn't work mm-hmm. um that that first film it's like i like it more thinking about how important it is to the rest of the story because like of what they had to introduce the world they had to build um and, and the, the sheer amount of quality that they had to hit to be able to continue yeah. it like so, i yeah. i just saw a headline come out with the reunion that um uh ea were going to develop a like online mmo like game about the harry potter world and everything in, in the like early mid 2000s and they were like no nah, we don't think this has legs we're not going to do it uh there's the all... point though like consistently they're great yeah right? not, it's, it's it's weird because yeah. you you look at them and i actually think they're the best franchise of cinema like in terms of like quality and quantity like not oh. there's not one bad lord of the rings no no but like there's three that's a trilogy this and, is you've got eight films okay is, yeah they're, they're and the Hobbit, and, and the, the tv that. show comes out soon doesn't it yeah so but yeah. it's certainly up there where somehow even across palpatine return directors they certainly some of the films have different feels um but yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. How do you do that? Did you say Palpatine? I think returns? it's a great effort. Chris says uh, somehow, and I finished it. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, it's, it's a delay. Um, so yeah, I had the member berries. I was there. Um, the interviews where you like the only really group interviews they do is the main trio, and like you just get a and there's no interviewer there feeding them questions. Like it's just them well. talking. Like, obviously, talking. they would have had a producer prompting stuff mm. but like in terms of like they all just got to talk about their experiences with each other and like they like there's moments where one of them's just like i'm not sure if you guys felt like this during it but like you talk some of them talk about how they they grew up from the ages of 10 maybe some of them down to nine to 18 Weird. almost 18 playing these characters and some of them are like i don't know where i began and my character ended mm. like, and they mm. talk about like to the point where hearing my actual name was weird and like mm. stuff you don't think about that, and like I just thought it was so that was so interesting, and it's like one of the aspects I enjoyed. Yeah, the like most an of existential it. kind of crisis. Yeah, because mm. like you think about growing up like that, being that young and playing a character that's got like during the the important developmental years of your life, mm. like that's got to somehow mess with you. Anyone that sees yeah. them as well is like, oh, it's it's wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just everyone associating you with your character <laughs> instead of like you as the person. Mm. And not even to the point where, like, someone in, like, a one-off movie, like a child actor is in something. Like, the fact that they're consistently these characters forever, like, that's crazy. So mm. now I'm going to go back and watch them all again. <laughs> that's very fair. Don't you, don't you do that every year? Yeah, this time every year I do it, so we're on par. There you go. Um, we're checking out. Um, we have a, a guest here. Hello, yes. Kat. Oh, she's gone. I, I'm, I'm loving the <laughs> cat cameos. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> Um, oh, well, you can get cat cameos now. What, how much do they cost? <laughs> Man, oh, we like to have fun I set the, the cameo account. <laughs> um, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about before we get into the second half of the show? Um, oh, a quick, quick buzz for Atonement, which I finally got around to watching. Old film, old film, but uh, I think 2007, something like that. Possibly wrong, possibly right. Um, yeah, loved it. So, oh, my phone. You nailed it. Two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah, great film. Uh, really good writing. One of those where you're kind of working out what's happening as the cast is in towards in the first half, and then ah, oh, it just it just runs away with it. Like there, there is a, a, a Dunkirk sequence on the beaches at Dunkirk with the British forces, much like the movie Dunkirk. It it manages to carry across the um like isolation uh the aloneness the being stuck the wanting to go home in the space of half an hour whereas instead of that entire movie that's about dunkirk like this one like long shot of him walking the beach the the desperation is intense like that that's what had me thinking about this movie the next day the next day that's cool so yeah i gave that a five out of five so it had to had to be mentioned oh awesome for sure very nice very nice well uh, we're hoping we're going to get some five out of fives this year. Uh, we're not off to a great start right now, being uh, where we are right now. It, but uh, movies should be good. So what's everyone keen for for this year? Oh, we all got lists. Do we all have lists? I have a list. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't really rank it or anything, though. I have a list I did. I put 11 in because the number 11 has to be mentioned. And 
arguably in a in a great world this is going to be the best movie of the year and it should be number one of my list next year and uh that's the unbearable weight of massive talent this yeah. is the Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. With yeah. uh, Pedro Pascal's in it, isn't yeah. he? Here's, here's the plot. Uh, creatively unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, Nick Cage must accept a $1 million offer to attend a birthday party of a dangerous superfan. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when Cage is recruited by a CIA operative and forced to live up his own legend, channeling his most iconic and beloved on-screen characters in order to save himself and his loved ones. That, oh, Christ. It, that sounds, sounds kind of amazing. If anyone yeah, hasn't right? watched the trailer yet, you got to go watch the trailer. It's such oh, a strange I energy. I didn't even know this film was coming out. Yeah. Oh, That's I, like him in real life, though, because he did all these crappy movies yeah. because of financial debt, oh, right? Yeah. you got you got to watch And they joke about it, too. In it. Like, he, isn't he at the spa with um, Neil Patrick Harris? Like, Is it possible that yeah. this actually happened, the plot of this film? Maybe. <laughs> it's mine. Ah, sorry, the cat's jumping on my camera stand. Brayden, I have a list on my phone here, right? Yep. Can I, I and it's every film I think is in your top ten and most participated. <laughs> yeah, Alex and I kind of had a little sus. Can I, can I have, and there's only one question mark I have, uh, and that's for the number ten spot, and I have two things that I think it either could be, but in no particular order, please tell me yes as I run down this list. Yep. Into the Spider-Verse Part 1. That's my number one, of course. Yep. Uh, Thor. Yep. Doctor Strange. Yep. Aquaman 2. No. Oh, no. Black Adam. Nah. Uh, nope. The Flash. Yep. Black Panther 2. Yep. The Batman. Yep. Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yep. I'm, I'm glad you got that one. Um, And so obviously Aquaman's not on there and neither is Black Adam, but I also put Sonic 2. Okay, okay. Uh, and I put one... Uncharted. No, no. So, okay. So those weren't there. Ooh. The only ones that you didn't get were um, uh, Scream. Okay, cool. Scream. Um, uh, Turning Red, the oh, Red yeah. Panda Pixar film, which looks like great fun. And uh, Lightyear. Yeah, Lightyear just got Hold bumped out. off my list. Oh, um, I, I'm very keen to see what they do with Lightyear. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I kind of try to put some of my list, I try to be like choose outside the ball ones, but then I saw Steph's list and I said, no, nah, I'm pretty in the ball here. <laughs> um, so at number 10, I have something called The Adam Project. Um, okay. This is this is Ryan Reynolds and the director from Free Guy doing Ooh. another film Ooh. together. And uh, and literally the, the premise is a man travels back in time to help his 13-year-old younger self. Together they encounter their late father. Okay. So okay. I feel like it, it's got potential. Yeah, damn. That's a that's a great selling point. Mm. Mm. Uh, like my number nine. Fruit. Sorry. Uh, my number nine was "Don't Worry, Darling." Um, yeah. I love and, a, a lot. Book Smart was incredible. Um, it's got a great cast. I'm really excited to see what it's like. Yeah, so, that's gonna be a horny one. Uh, number eight, I have Jordan Peele's new movie. Nope. Ooh. Oh, yeah, uh, I saw that when I was scrolling through. I wasn't sure what it was. There's no premise yet. Pardon? I have a lot of Googling to do after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited for whatever that ends up being. Um, number seven? Yeah, number He's seven. I've... No, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> you got delayed, Brayden. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I have Babylon. This is, or baby, is it Babylon or Babylon? Babylon. Babylon. Um, is it Babylon? Uh, it is um, Damien Chazelle's new film. Uh, First Man, uh, Whiplash, something else he did that was not as great as the other two. But um, <laughs> Moonlight. Oh, wait, no, sorry. No, no, sorry, wrong, Braden. Um, uh. So the cast in this is actually amazing. I'm looking at the cast now, and I didn't really notice this was the cast, but my goodness. It's very exciting stuff. Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Samara Weaving, Tobey Maguire. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, like that pretty is. So um I'm very excited and obviously he makes great films two out of three times. Um <laughs> uh at number six I have knives out too. Um other than oh. the fact that other than the fact that it's been filmed and um and the cast is out, I, I'm very excited to see what happens here. I, uh, I didn't even think of that. 
Yeah, coming out to Netflix next year. That's good. Oh, I am very excited for that one. I love Knives Out. Uh, number five, I have The Batman. Uh, it's the... Oh, no, there's one other superhero movie on my list, but yeah, I'm very excited for it. Uh, I think it could have the potential to be one of the best Batman films we have. Mm-hmm. And Colin Farrell as a penguin is going to be nothing short of amazing. Oh, he mm. looks like he's giving that role 110%. Uh, at number four, it's the the film to come out next week. It's Scream. Yeah. Um, Biggest, I'm one of the Scream, uh, the first Scream is probably in my top five movies of all time. I adore that movie. I can watch that movie any day of the week. Uh, it's incredible. It's the film that got me into horror. And uh, yeah, I think it's, I, I, I just can't wait to see what they do with the new one. I trust the creative team behind it. Um, and that's just pray it doesn't fucking suck. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, at number three, I have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Uh, I, I thought this wasn't coming out next year. Yeah. I thought, oh, this year now. I thought this was coming out next year. So I'm very nope. excited that it is coming out this year. I think it comes out in September. So uh, It comes out in October. October? Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited for that. My number two was my number one for last year. Ooh. And it got delayed. <laughs> So uh, Mission Impossible 7 is my number two, and I cannot wait for that. Uh, I, I love those films. But uh, my number one's a film that I'm still not certain is going to come out this year. Um, we've all been waiting for it. Apparently it exists and they filmed it. Uh, it's Avatar 2. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it is finished. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so I was. It ha- it's my number one for the sheer fact of are we going to see it? Is it going to come out? I feel like it's meant to have come out the last eight years. Um, but Maybe. I'm, I won't be convinced until the film finishes. <laughs> You're getting halfway <laughs> through the movie. I still not believe that it's happening. Not the black. Yeah. So um, in sh- sh- just based on the fact that, like, it's most anticipated this year because, like, yeah, it ex- is it going to exist? Yeah. Is it? Will it um, be good? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even care if it's good or not. I just want it to exist at this point. Um, if it if it sucks, is that's not going to be great because it means we've got four other ones because they are filming them all back to back to back. So yeah, they're kind of doing them. Yeah, they. Uh, if if this one uh, doesn't get it off to a good start, I uh, I will be surprised if we see whatever the last one is. Yeah. Who wants to go next? I'll go next if you want, unless someone else going to pipe up just then. No, no. You feel no. That's good Zoom management right there. Very good. <laughs> the management. Um, so I have ten on my list, but technically I have thirteen I th- because the number nine spot has two slashes. I in thought it, so. I thought you said you had Ted on your list, and I was like, no, that came out in two thousand twelve, Steph. It's, it's, it's twenty twenty two, not two thousand and twelve. Big Steph. <laughs> I need a third one, Alex. It needs to be a trilogy. Let's do it. Let's make Ted so- three happen. <laughs> number 10 is death on the nile oh yeah i was excited death on the nile was a placeholder because i didn't include knives out too as much as i wanted to didn't have a title so i thought i'll put death on the nile there kind of agatha christie vibes mm. so that was that number nine is light here and or we'll re-put from last year guillermo del toro's pinocchio oh, yeah. dark yeah okay. that didn't come out and i really want mm. it to come out so i'm just, just patiently waiting i wonder if that exists too number yeah, yeah, we haven't heard anything about it. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully. Number eight is The Northman, which this is, is what the, I want to be um, interesting. This, this was now, on my I list. To, I, I, I have no info on hand about it because I'm operating on my phone. I've got this written down. There's a trailer. Is there a trailer? There is. Yeah. I haven't seen the trailer yet. Historical Alexander Skarsgård's in it. But it's also it's the like Lighthouse North- Director. So that's what I'm most interested about. Lighthouse mm-hmm. Director. Very exciting stuff because that's, that's, Beautiful movie. That nearly made on my list. Number seven is the Elvis biopic. I don't know if it's been given an official this name yet. This is the one that gave COVID to Australia. <laughs> I think it's just called oh. Elvis. Yeah, I think it might just this be called Elvis. This is the one where Tom Hanks gave it to us. Right. Oh, is that what he was feeling I love, Yeah. I love Elvis Presley, so I'm excited to see. I'm actually really excited. There's Austin always the biopic Butler as Elvis is a weird shout to me. Weird shout, but, you know, kind of his name's Austin, so, which makes me think of... Texas, which makes me think of 
country. So they came to Australia to film it. So is it actually going to be a, a well, biopic about that cartoon show from the late nineties, early two thousands? Little Elvis. Elvis. Little Elvis. Elvis. Little Elvis. I remember that. That's Lerman's directing you know, it too. I, it nearly made my list as well, Steph. It was oh. on the show because it's gonna. I think it's gonna be really good. I'm just excited. I love his music. So can I just say, um, do you know what movie I, I've always felt has got so much shit that it doesn't deserve? Australia. <laughs> I, I've I never seen Australia. that. Oh no, I have kind of. I've yeah. never seen it. I, I, but it got a critical. It was critically acclaimed like 10, when it came out. So. I remember being were... a huge when it came I out. I feel like the advertising was bigger oh, than the movie. Oh, maybe, maybe yeah. when it came yeah. out, it was everywhere. <laughs> I remember that it won every Logie or every actor award that year. I remember. Logie. I remember that um that interview that Hugh Jackman had for it, where he goes, "I'm an Australian playing an Australian in a movie called Australia," and it's just like. Yeah, it kind of it kind of felt like the same energy of like something like La La Land jerking off Hollywood. It was kind of like Australia jerking off Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, number six is the Batman. Number five is the Spider Man Spider Verse movie. Number four is Nope. Number three, Alex brought it to my attention, was Operation Fortune, which is a new Guy Ritchie movie with Hugh Grant in it and everyone else that we love, Jason Statham. Nice. Very keen for that. Number two is Babylon because that's just like me to a T. I'm so keen for that movie. And number one, don't worry, darling. Very nice. Because that's another. Didn't you? Didn't you end up going back and putting Spirited on there? I thought you would have put Spirited on there. Which one was? Oh yeah, that one. That one almost won me over. But I don't know. There's a movie coming out. It's Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell in a musical adaptation of the Charles Dickens uh, Scrooge. Christmas Carol. Wow. Okay. That's right. something. Those are I, some key mm, words. That's going to be, like, interesting as shit. Yeah. I'm very excited for that, too. It, that would have been my my 13th or 14th uh, shout-out. That could. is wild. Mm. Goddamn. Who's next? Brayden, you want to go? I went. Oh, you did no, already? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alex, all right. So Basically at the bottom of my... But why are you excited for Thor, Brayden? <laughs> What? Why am I excited? You want to know why I'm excited for all these basic ass movies? Because <laughs> you're a Superman. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Person. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't even get me started on the uh, MCU Disney Plus shows or Obi Wan. Somebody has to get excited for them. <laughs> I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm keen to see you and McGregor back with 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 the lightsaber, my, my man. It would be good. And uh, and I'm keen for She Hulk. The member berries are working hard on that one. <laughs> Uh, has anyone watched any of Boba Fett? Yeah, I watched, I watched the, first the first episode. episode. First episode. I wasn't. I, I. I was. I was glad that they actually just fucking committed and showed him getting out of the damn pit. Yeah. Oh, really? Just escaped in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. yeah. Like first episode, like you get like four minutes in and it's there. Oh, that's great. I'm pretty sure the like extended lore nerds have been arguing about like, oh, the Mandalorian armor wouldn't get um uh what is it like devolved by the Sarlacc stomach acid so he could survive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and finally it's and that's exactly there's, what they did. If anyone here's seen Parks and Rec, there's a joke where um they need to hold up a can uh, a like city council meeting and they get some guy to come and give his um plot for the new Star Wars tri- uh, sequels and he starts by going we're on Tatooine, we see the twin suns yeah. panning down, you see a hand come out from the sand, a Marin- Mandalorian armour, it's Boba Fett climbing out and it's legit, someone's paired it with the actual footage oh and God. it's the exact same. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Because yeah. he does the big hand coming out of the sand, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Alright, I'm going to jump on that. Yeah, I wasn't excited until you said that. Oh, one. Chris, <laughs> I, I think you'll actually enjoy it. I think you will. That's um, that's basically, um... All right, Michael, get into it. There it is. There it is. Oh, my, 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 one. I was going to say, if if I quickly say one thing, is that about New... I was talking to a friend. The only thing I don't love about it is the dialogue in New Disney um, Star Wars. It just doesn't feel like Star Wars. It feels too casual. Like it the is. scene where he's talking to the Twi'lek guy, that guy's mm. dialogue and his voice just doesn't suit Star Wars at all. Yeah. Mm. The, the I can see where you're coming from. enough. It, it's huh? sort of. Sorry, Chris. Just going. Ah, oh, is it not taking itself seriously enough? I think. Matt, this, I think so. This one, this one guy stands out in particular out of the bunch. Yeah. But like, it's very much the like, hey, we got this actor to come in as a Star Wars someone? character. I think I don't know. He looked familiar, but it was very much like, oh, he's being the like 
this like comedic relief bit in the middle of the episode because like the rest of the episode is like survival and like not doing well. So should we let Michael say his list? Go for it, Michael. Yeah. All right. So I, yeah. I also I don't have really an order to these. I do have to agree with Alex with Avatar. Like I would just love to know that it's a thing and there. Um another one apparently it's gonna make us shit. That's what James Cameron said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope he lives up to his promise. Um, I don't Hey, it's got to be good. If it's if it's going to make you shit, it's got to be good, right? Yeah. Diapers at the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what I'm interested to see is Jackass Forever because obviously they're all much older yep. now and obviously there's not the dynamic with, like, Ryan Dunn and Bam there. Do you know who's in it? No, not really. Eric, I'm is just... Eric Andre in it? Eric Andre oh is in God. it. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, that is going to be freaking amazing. <laughs> So I am ex- I'm I'm interested to see what they go for with that. Um, another movie that I know is probably not going to be great, but I just kind of want to see it at this point is The King's Man. I had it on oh, my most anticipated yeah. list last year. Oh, um, that would be on my. Is that coming out this year? Comes out yeah. like tomorrow. What? It's 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 yeah. your, your 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 man Ray Fawn. Yeah. What's not that? good apparently. Oh, I'm holding out. I'm holding out with hope. I know, I knew, I know it's not going to be. <laughs> Um, Knives Out 2 would be definitely up there now realising that that's coming out yeah. um, interested to see Uncharted because just kind of intrigued to see how they'd go with an actual movie because like obviously we had the little um, Nathan um, Nathan Fillion Fillion short as yeah. probably and I mean like that was good I'm just interested to see how that goes uh, I got the Batman I got the new Doctor Strange movie because multiverse and whatnot uh got spider-man and then probably my top two would be Lightyear and mission impossible seven very nice very nice okay now i've got so i don't have a list as such i've got some honorable mentions ones i actually knew about because a lot of these i'm hearing about for the first time tonight (laughs) this is so hooked into the news cycle yeah yeah so yeah avatar 2 i've been waiting on we're all keen on that jackass i was going to mention that's that's a good one, and then it's definitely another one that didn't come out twice now, uh, and that's uh, you know you know I have a need, a need for speed. Oh, Maverick comes out this year, right? Part two. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. What 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 happened to Maverick? Bum, it didn't come bum, out. You get delayed twice. Yeah, so that's it's going to come out in twenty nineteen. God, wow, is that well, meant to be twenty nineteen? Really that old? Yeah. Wow. So they delayed it being like, oh, we got to finish up the stuff on it and then COVID hit. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So, yeah, I'm keen for that when it, when it reaches us. Yeah. One day. Yeah. I'm okay. happy that I'm no there. one's mentioned John Wick 3, uh, 4 so far because that recently just got delayed to 2023. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about that one. I mean, I'm interested. Yeah. I just wanted to see if anyone else was gonna jump in on that at all. I think that I think that's the episode. I think I think hey. that's certainly a first episode of twenty twenty two. Um it's it's something. And if you wanna help make this something continue something throughout this year in some context or another, uh you can support us by, you know, actually following us on a podcast service of your choice or subscribing on YouTube. Money. We can have some money as well if you go to patreon.com slash millenniummovietalk. You can chuck us a buck or two, which would be very nice. Uh, we, we do need money um, to live um, because we live in a capitalist society. Yes. Well said. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we can change that. Oh, no, I won't, I won't, um, I won't get on board with that. But, uh, but yeah, and uh, you can... Let's like, get climate change under control socials. first, then we'll Let, move on to that. Yeah. Please do that. Um, and <laughs> One you can thing at a time. We need money to pay for our antigen test. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. don't even get started Did you see on that. that? Did you see that <laughs> the, the um, one of the spokesmen came out today and said, like, we're going to be launching investigations into places we find are overcharging for them? Because, like, they've gone Good. from $50 from five of them to $90 for five. Jesus. Okay. Really? I just love right. the clip of our, our great, great leader saying that you know, nothing's free. Nothing comes for free. And it's like, well, okay. 
Okay, so for everything you get don't even free. need to start there. You work for the government. Excellent. <laughs> You're right. It's not so free. our taxes just actually will go towards profiteering for big corporations that are already profiting throughout the pandemic. That's so ironic. Apparently, our like, taxes pay for his salary, but they don't pay for the because, like. Yeah. The US and the UK have them for free. Yep. I understand you should only give them uh, out for free to confirm cases. Uh, sorry, uh, close contacts. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think that's Good the enough. way to go. And then maybe have them installed to buy if you're not a close contact. Mm. But who's going to pay for them, Alex? The people. The people will <laughs> the come. People. <laughs> God damn. Uh, with that, uh, vote green. Um, in these two elections that we're about to have here in South Australia, uh, we have a federal election as well. Get Stephen, get ScoMo, get them all out. Oh, fuck them, honestly. Whoever you want to vote for, don't think it's a two-party system when it doesn't work yeah. like that. Yeah. Vote, for, vote, vote for the marijuana people if you want. Yeah. Yes. Tax the marijuana people. I will say the Greens are also doing doing the, uh, the bit of the good green. The good, good green. Yes, the Greens do want to legalise the green. Yeah, which is mm. fitting. And uh, I think that's a fitting note to end on. Uh, so with that, uh, as always, I'm Brayden. I'm Alex. I'm Michael. I'm Steph. I'm, I'm Christian. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs>